Welcome to Taking Back Birth, a podcast for women who know the truth about birth and those who want to explore the path of radical birth love. I'm your host, Marin Green. Taking Back Birth celebrates the power you have to make decisions in alignment with your own truth. Decisions not subject to anyone else's authority. Decisions that create experiences that will change your life. Taking Back Birth is a production of the Indie Birth Private Contract Association and IndieBirth.org. No material on this podcast should be considered medical advice. Birth is not a medical event. Welcome to Podcast Sunday. Yes, it's Sunday this week. After a missed week, which I can recap rather quickly, (laughs) podcast-wise, which is I recorded an hour and deleted it. That was really sad. Really crazy that in 2021, you can have software that records and really doesn't save it, like automatically or at all. So my mistake, I've been really exhausted. Rumi has not been sleeping. And so I've done a couple of crazy things like that because I'm just tired. Another crazy thing I did this week was throw my phone into the washing machine surprisingly, it survived that. I kind of can't believe it. But it was another moment of just my brain not really functioning at even close to 100%. So sharing that snafu with the podcast, if you were wondering why I skipped a week, when I've been pretty religious about this all since, hmm, I don't know, since maybe since after Rumi was born, it's been a weekly thing. So I'm hopping back on the bandwagon today, even though it's Sunday. And if this gets deleted, oh, well, no one will ever know. I was just saying to Jason that, or I guess he said it should be called whatever. He said this podcast should just be called whatever. Because I went through some effort to record this right now as well, just computery stuff and still working out of my house, even though I found an office here, which is very good news, but I'm not set up to record there yet. And it's just been sort of difficult getting things done. So I said, if it doesn't work today, whatever, I'll just deal with it and know that I wasn't supposed to put a podcast out into the world. So obviously, I wasn't supposed to put the one I recorded last week out into the world, a whole 55 minutes. And I think it was okay, but I'll have to... uh, rethink that one or or remember what I said somehow, which is not going to happen. And that one was all about virtual support and the differences with hiring a midwife like us from afar and how that looks for prenatal care and how that can look in birth. But it went down the drain. So it's not the topic today. I kind of couldn't bear <laughs> to try and repeat myself right away. I don't usually have notes for these things. So it felt like a lost cause. Here I am. On Sunday, we've just had a fun weekend visiting with my sister's kids and them and my parents. So we had 23 people total in our house and it actually felt really great. Didn't feel like that many people. And the kids were just so excited to be with each other. So combined, we have 17 children, 10 of which are mine, of course. And it was just really lovely to see them 
knowing each other and playing, they really haven't ever had that chance because we've never lived close enough. So it's really, really a wonderful thing. Um, Another wonderful thing about living here in Kentucky, we now have close family pretty close by. And I'm really excited to see how it plays out for the kids in their lives as they grow. Um, My sister has a lot of boys. I have a couple of boys. So I think that'll just be so nice for them. Like it's really different to have cousins over even close friends. And it's something I remember fondly about being a kid, just the cousins that I had. So that was our weekend. Wrapping it up now with a quick-ish podcast, just because there's so many more things on the list today. And I've had some cold brew, so I'm ready to talk. (laughs) Coffee is so necessary right now. Uh, I think a few months ago, I was bragging about being off coffee and blah, 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 blah. But nope, not happening right now. Not the time for it. I really enjoy caffeine and I feel like I need it as much as a human can need such a drug, which it is, uh, but it's necessary. Rumi is just sleeping so poorly. So this is how it's working right now. And I'm sure I'll report back when things start to shift. But you know, got to do what you got to do. And it's not just to get podcasts done. Um, It's to just be awake during the day, really, and not feel like I want to sleep the whole day, which... I don't have time to do. Such is life with an almost nine month old with several teeth, eight in fact, and a very happy disposition, despite his not sleeping at night. So that's the quick personal wrap up trying to keep it brief today. And let's see anything else. Um, Let's see, I have an office, I mentioned that it's really great. And if you're in the area somewhat, I don't know, Tennessee, Ohio, Indiana, anywhere, Stay on the lookout. I think I'll teach a free indie birth workshop as soon as possible. And by that, I mean September or maybe October. Not sure. August is kind of out. I have a lot of work to do on the office, back on call, and I need to just focus on those things. So September, it's very possible that I offer a free workshop here in Kentucky. And I'm sure people will come in from all over. And I can't wait to announce that and meet so many of you. There's been so many people over the last few months that have emailed and said, Hey, I live, you know, X number of hours away. I can't wait to meet you. And same, can't wait to meet all of you. And super excited to offer that in these parts. That'll probably be another podcast, I would think someday, just the intricacies of whatever politics are going on here. I'm not going to babble on about it now, because honestly, I don't really know. I just know that midwifery is now a uh, licensed activity here in the state, and I will remain unlicensed. So I'm imagining that there's some work to do. There's some education to probably be offered. Not sure how it'll be received, uh, but we'll see. You know, I, I hope and my highest hope, and I'm always really wanting to share that with you all. My highest hope is that, of course, we can all peacefully coexist and support each other here, no matter what, no matter if we're licensed or not. Uh, We don't have to be best friends. But you know, that's my vision is let's just do what we're good at doing and serve the people that want to work with us and no need for any kind of crazy, you know, cat fighting or any of that stuff that midwives can do for sure. So I am, I'm going in with that vision to this community, um, slowly meeting people as it feels right, whether they're doulas or midwives, and just wanting to um, appear sincerely 
uh, authentic and friendly and not here to hurt anyone, not here to, you know, shake things up beyond what I'm here to do, which I think that is part of it. Uh, but not in a malicious way, of course, in an informative, women really need to know their options kind of way. You know, this state is one of the only, if not the only, place to not even have a birth center. I'm not even big on birth centers, but that's a choice. That's a great choice for some women. So who knows, maybe our Indie Birth Retreat Center will be the very first here somewhere. I'm not sure where. And yeah, people have been emailing us and asking us here and there about that. Uh, Where are we doing it? When is it happening? I have no idea. But the plan is getting closer in the vision, I think. Uh, And excuse Rumi crying, if you can hear him. He's downstairs with Jason, but does not sound very happy. Yeah, so the retreat vision. Not sure, but would love to get Margo out this way. And I don't know. I know it'll happen when it's time. And I could see that there's really a need for it here. Although there was really a need for it in Arizona, and I'm sure in many places there is. So not sure what that means. But right now, just enjoying our family life, our own homestead, so to speak. And I know that vision will come in to fruition when it's time. I think as the school grows, um, as Indie Birth Midwifery School grows and matures even more, it's been a great, whatever, four to five years. I think we're out of our infancy, which is also really cool. Uh, We're, you know, a pretty established school at this point. I think as that progresses even more, and we have even more cool people out in the world serving the family, that more ideas will come in and more connections. That's my plan. So enough about that all today. And I'm finding the notes that I did make here. Um, I did want to kind of talk about something. And I'm calling this and maybe I'll change it by the time this goes out but work with a midwife and pass on the free birth if because here at any birth, we Margo and I and even Julie, our lovely midwife, and she's also an assistant for us. Um, She's really wonderful. If you haven't ever gotten in touch with her, and you're interested in the school, you probably will get to talk to her. Oh, wow. Hannah's really losing her mind. See, you get to experience the realness um, of me working at home. This is very real. My dog barks. She is a healer. And that is her way of announcing everything that happens in the driveway. And luckily, there's not a lot that happens. But when it does, she will announce it. And she usually will go too far. So that's a healer. Don't get one if you don't like barking. Okay, so why? Why am I doing this? Margo and I and Julie, we get emails all the time and we see posts on our social and we get messages and we get phone calls and we get texts. I'm not kidding you about um, this topic like help me with this or what should I do if or this is happening and they're all people that have chosen free birth and then are needing some help. And while there's no shame in asking for help, um, and I'm sure, you know, it's humbling. I've done it, not necessarily with free birth, but, you know, my whole last birth was humbling. Jason asked me the other day, what's the most humbling thing that has ever happened to you? (laughs) And I said, without a doubt, that birth. Uh, You know, I thought maybe I had more control over my experience. Um, You know, I thought after having birthed nine babies, maybe I knew something. And none of that was true. So I get it. Humbling is good. And we all choose the path we do. And we learn from it. However, being on the receiving end of so many questions and topics, 
And and in our eyes, and again, this is my perspective, Margot and I probably both, um, in our eyes, there are people that so clearly should have, if there's such a thing as should have, could have, should have, may have chosen a midwife instead of going off on their own only because they seem to have circumstances or things going on that we know we could be really good at supporting them with and helping them with even virtually. Now, of course, you can't do everything virtually. That was my last podcast, which you'll never hear. But there is a lot that we can do. We can create relationships to a certain extent. Um, We can give pretty decent support. Although there is a time and a space to have someone present in your life, in your real life, that can touch you, that you can touch them, that can be so valuable during a birth, whether it's literally just hands on to calm you or to help stabilize you or something, you know, more intense like a vaginal exam. There are benefits to having a midwife. And I don't necessarily want this to sound like that, like all people should have a midwife. Well, I think all people should have access. All women should have access to a midwife. I don't know that we all need a midwife. We don't want one. Um, Or maybe someone wants a doctor, right? That's great. So this is sort of a select group of people that when we come in contact with them, and we do, we say openly, hey, have you thought about hiring someone? Sounds like you could really benefit from that support. And so I thought I would talk more about um, these kind of scenarios. You know, if, 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 if you happen to fall into any of these categories, just consider it. And if you feel like, oh, wow, well, that's great, but um, I don't have access to someone or, you know, I don't even know, I don't have the money for a midwife. That's the next step, right? So first, it's just like, no, this is what I want. This is what I want. I want a midwife like this and you know, enter your description. I want a a midwife like this. And then you move on to like, okay, how can I make this happen? There is no one here. So got to figure that out. Or um, there is someone here, but I feel like I can't afford it. Okay, how can I figure that out? Right? So it's not like you just dismiss the whole thing. Um, To steal Margot's words from a podcast the other week, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Just because there's an aspect of the thing you want that feels a little unmanageable or out of reach doesn't mean you just throw in the towel and say, oh, forget it. I'll just do it by myself. Unless that's really, really, truly what you want. But I will get into that. So again, uh, I'm I'm uh, drawing on literally hundreds of stories that we hear, questions that people ask us, people we've come in contact with. And essentially, I feel like passing on their wisdom that they've shared with me, um, because a lot of them in hindsight are like, yep, should have hired a midwife. Uh, it wasn't what I thought. It wasn't what I thought. And I wasn't prepared. And I really could have benefited from support. I really could have benefited from knowledge. You know, I, I don't know it all. Of course, no one does. Um, but you know, most people out there don't have education in birth just as normal people walking around. So we do our best. But I think that's pretty much the truth. And sometimes you don't need to know anything about birth. That's the disclaimer. Sometimes babies just fall out and it might be your first baby, might be your 10th baby. There's nothing to know. And we think about, you know, what we feel like we are all channeling when we have really awesome births, which is divine wisdom and inner knowing. And we imagine, I think, as women in the in this like Western culture, um, I think we have this maybe incorrect, possibly correct imagery 
of women with less, possibly third world countries, whatever, birthing so much easily, so much more easily than we do. And I and I don't know. I don't know if that's true or false. I haven't had the privilege and honor of attending births um, anywhere outside of the U.S. So I can't speak to that. Uh, and I think part of it is myth and story. And it makes us feel like, damn, you know, we should be doing better here. Uh, and I think part of it's probably untrue, like a lot of myths. So if that's where people are at and they feel confident in that and they don't feel like they need anything, then by all means, go do it. But if you're having question, then I think it's wise to consider midwifery support for sure. And again, even if it is virtually. And midwife, you know, I'm not going to get into, I cannot get into that. I have hundreds of hours, I feel like recorded around this. And so I think just to be brief, a lot of you out there might say, but hey, um, I don't want a midwife. Uh, they're too medical, and I don't want someone telling me what to do, and I don't want rules and regs around my birth. And to that I say, amen, sister. I don't either. Um, although that's a really beautiful option for a lot of women. So my definition, and this is my podcast, so I can do this. Uh, my definition of midwifery is what we're teaching. We're not bound to the state, but we are smart. We are trained. We are knowledgeable. We are skilled. We are intuitive. We've done apprenticeships. We've, you know, worked with other providers. Um, We've handled things that come up at birth. So that's my definition of midwifery. And I really can't speak to, oh, but you know, I'm going to hire a birth keeper or whatever. Any of that really vague terminology, not going to go there today. And I don't actually know what that means. And I really don't know how to talk about it in a way that would be constructive. So I'm going to stick with my definition of midwife. I think you could consider hiring someone that um, is all of the things I mentioned, if you desire that, if you fit into some of these categories. So let's just do it because time is short today. Uh, Here's the first mini topic. And this comes up a lot again, in our awareness and directly to us, um, women that have an interesting or complicated prenatal history. So if you're someone that does, maybe consider working with a midwife. Hey, you might end up free birthing at the end of all of that. Good for you. But if you need support and you want to know how to possibly prevent something like, let's just say preeclampsia, um, or I don't even know. Let's see what other kinds of things are interesting or complicated. I don't know. Maybe you're curious how your baby's growing because last pregnancy you had um, IUGR or intrauterine growth restriction or last time you had gestational diabetes or maybe you haven't had those things, but that's something you're wanting information around. You're wanting not just information, but possibly clinical support. So you want someone to take your blood pressure and that's a really awesome, um, legitimate choice on the prenatal care spectrum that women should be making for themselves. So that's my opinion, even though, full disclaimer, I haven't taken my blood pressure in pregnancy in 15 years. But that's because I know it's not a thing for me. So we each need to choose and focus in on what we actually want and not just write it all off in either direction. Either everything's routine and we do it all because midwife A or Dr. B says so, um, or this other side of like, well, I'm free birthing, so I don't do any of that. Like just 
by definition or because you really don't think you need it? Or do you even know what you're talking about? Do you even know what clinical options are available to you? So again, back to this complicated prenatal history. There's a lot of women out there, let me tell you, that have had complicated histories. And I will say a lot of these women and the situations they share, once you really get into it with them, maybe virtually, maybe in real life, um, it's kind of like a tangled web to unweave. It doesn't mean that because you were labeled gestational diabetic last time that you really were, right? And I don't necessarily have the answer for you, but if you want help in decoding or looking at lab work or, you know, interpreting, trying to make sense, then that's a great reason to um, hire someone or just work with someone, you know? I don't know how that's looking for everyone uh, where they live. So yeah, that comes to mind. So if there's something you want to avoid or prevent, you should probably get in touch with someone. And the other area that kind of goes along with that is lab work. So again, you've had a prenatal complication or maybe you feel you're more at risk for one. Why not? Why not Uh, work with a midwife even just to do that part? And I'm happy to do that with people. You can order labs in most states, not all, most states without an order. So I can help you. Let's order them. You pay for them and I'll help you look at them. And, you know, we'll see. So in other words, you don't have to write off all of these things if there's something you want or desire. And, you know, I did just say a lot of these women that come with complicated histories, in the end, maybe they weren't that complicated, right? Or maybe they were inaccurate. And then there's that small percentage that maybe really should be considering prevention. So how do midwives do that? Uh, nutritional counseling, maybe we're talking about supplements. Again, the lab work comes into play. So there might be something that really you could benefit uh, yourself and your health by working with someone that does all of that and specializes in it. And you know, the best case scenario with that all, like I said, is not developing whatever complication and going on to have the birth of your dreams, no matter what that looks like. But you got to get through your pregnancy healthy, in my opinion, to be able to do that, you know, to be able to call those shots at the end. Okay, another reason to consider working with a midwife is you want guidance and support around all the things, nutrition, alternative health, lifestyle, Um, you might want spiritual and emotional support. And we're all different in how we offer these things. But again, don't go at it alone if you desire that. And of course, there may be other people in your life that can help with that. It doesn't have to be a midwife. There might be people in your life that can provide that. So I guess it's first being really honest with yourself about what you do want and then seeing, you know, is there a midwife that can fit in there? Um, Do I want her to? rather than just saying, oh, I don't need any of that because I'm doing it on my own. Uh, Another reason to consider working with a midwife is if you don't really want a free birth, but feel like you have to. And the lists of reasons behind have to are complicated and individual. So I mentioned some money, lack of trauma, or not lack of trauma, lack of choices, And trauma, those are just a few reasons why people feel like 
I have to do this alone. And I can think of someone a couple of years back that I was working with first baby and said to me, you know, I don't want to have a midwife anymore. <laughs> I was like, okay, sure. I'm, I'm humble. I'll step away. I don't, I don't need to be a part of your experience. Um, but it was an interesting set of words she used. And I don't quite remember the whole thing, but she essentially was like, I feel like I have to, like, I feel like I just have to have a free birth. Like I have all this sort of trauma in my family around birth, um, horrific kind of stuff, you know, her mother, her grandmother. And I don't know, something's just telling me that that's the only way I'll heal it is to do this myself. And, you know, I'm not in the business of convincing people. And in the end, uh, I don't feel like that's really the right match for me. So I humbly stepped away. I said, good luck. God bless you. And I don't really know what happened, except I don't think she had her baby at home. And maybe that was just the way it was supposed to be. Um, You know, not everybody is going to have their baby at home. And that's fine. So I don't know more details, but there was something red flaggy about that to me as a midwife. It's just like, nope, uh, there's some kind of, I don't know what to call it, like energy of, hmm, how do I say it? I mean, self-sufficiency is great, right? And it's this funny thing to talk about in birth because birth is beyond self-sufficiency. Like we are the only ones that can birth our babies. So to that extent, she hit the nail on the head. There was no one else that could do this for her. Uh, But to release support, and again, perhaps I wasn't the right support, but to not, you know, seek another midwife out or or whatever, um, to me is kind of a red flag when people have that degree of trauma going on. And, you know, for other women, Maybe that does clear their trauma. Who am I to say? But I know too many stories where women go in with some serious stuff and they're hoping, they're just hoping, and I think gritting their teeth and crossing their fingers that doing it alone is going to um, clear that for them. And I guess, you know, you have to see. But I know that midwives, especially I know for myself, I really love diving into that with people. And I don't have the key, I don't have the magic potion to make trauma disappear. But just having someone that's a witness to your your new experience and and knows your history and can do that holding of space and and can know to a reasonable degree what might be triggering to you and who you can talk honestly with. Um, If things do come up in your labor and birth around sexual trauma, you know, that comes to mind. That's only one thing. There's a million other ways that women experience trauma in their lives. So again, I don't have the magic key, but having someone there that's seen that, been through that, you know, seen women struggle in their labor with that, um, I think is a real benefit. So just considering that and, and being open to it. And in the end, if that's not right, you'll know it. But shutting off support because you've had sort of things go on in your past, it's something to reevaluate. And I'm saying that again because of what I've experienced and heard and seen. Another reason to skip the free birth, uh, or at least maybe the pregnancy part, I'm not sure, maybe all of it, um, doing that alone is what I mean, is if you want actual information, not just like, oh, well, birth, birth works. And once in a while, sometimes something happens. So, you know, here's a three minute video on shoulder dystocia, like, nope. Um, If you want more than that, 
then you should work with someone because this isn't the kind of thing where there should be one discussion, right? So someone asked me about GBS the other day, groupie strep. Great question. Great topic. I have a podcast on it. There's a lot of info out there that's really awesome. And that's great. Read all the articles. But for me, the way I work as a midwife is we weave in these topics several times. So if you're going to ask me about GBS, then like, let's talk, you know, let's talk about your um, vaginal health, for example. Uh, let's hear your questions. You know, let's do this over a period of time. So it's not just a no, all medical things are bad. Or yes, um, every routine test is what I want. You know, there's a lot of nuanced discussion in there and a way to support women in truly making the choice that they want, not just kind of like bullying them in to one choice or another. But I guess you have to be someone that actually wants that and and isn't content with, again, maybe the two minute video. Um, also experience. I mean, duh, hopefully you're hiring a midwife because she has experience in birth. And that doesn't mean you don't know anything. That doesn't mean that you're not the expert on your body and the ultimate authority. It just means she's seen stuff and, you know, probably over a course of many years. So if you want that, then work with her. Don't think that calling her at the 11th hour with some emergency when you haven't spent any time or built any kind of relationship is going to be helpful because we're not helpful to people at that point. Um, It's really impossible for us to be so. Uh, Let's see. I think I already hit on the if you've had trauma around anything relating to your body or birth or anything at all. Um, Yeah, again, I don't think midwives are the magic pill, but I think we can be helpful. And if someone wants to create that relationship, that's a really great reason for not doing it on your own. Uh, You want someone there that can actually handle complications and the weird things that can come up after birth. So that is a huge amount there and brings in a lot of topics. So, you know, experience level, asking a midwife, hey, have you handled this thing? Have you ever resuscitated a baby? Have you ever handled a hemorrhage? And, you know, we we don't necessarily want to tell you all the tales of things that haven't been beautiful and orgasmic, uh, but we will. And, you know, we should if asked. So if that's something you care about, then ask. And again, if it's not something you care about, because I don't know, because you just don't, or you figure, hey, if I get in over my head, I'll just go to the hospital, um, then maybe it doesn't matter to you. But we get so many questions from people that are choosing free birth. And, you know, sometimes it's hard to not be cynical. And that's just being honest. Sorry. So I had someone once years ago, and let's see, free birth, first baby, but came for kind of like a prenatal, which was fine, totally happy to help them uh, measure their belly and listen to their baby and just kind of inquire general questions. And the husband ended up kind of getting on this track of like wanting a midwifery education in an hour, um, which is sort of offensive if I'm going to take it personally. And even if I don't, it's like, dude, that's not possible. So as much as you want to be prepared for all the things with the birth of your precious baby, uh, maybe you should hire a midwife. I remember him distinctly asking me, so if uh, the feet pop out first, what do I do? I was like, you should probably call 911. 
because a lot of midwives would, you know, um, I might, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how to instruct you on the birth of a breech baby, of a footling breech, perhaps. I mean, maybe it is, maybe it isn't, right? But that's not the point. Um, there are things that if you're really worried about or you really want backup on, you should hire someone and put it on them. I mean, it's not their responsibility in, in my eyes to, you know, save you. They may be able to handle it. They may not. But that's not the point either. The point is, if you want someone on your side, then that's a great reason to hire someone. Um, there's a lot of women out there that are going into birth really scared about things like this because they know just enough, which is great. Knowing things is cool, but knowing just enough can be scary. Kind of reminds me of when I was a really beginning midwifery student and, you know, I could sort of channel my third pregnancy in my brain and everything was kind of a big deal to me. In fact, speaking of GBS, that was one of my few pregnancies where I did test for GBS and I was positive and I kind of, you know, went down an emotional rabbit hole with that. Um, And it was all great for learning. So no regrets there. But my point being that knowing just a little can produce fear. And so again, you just have to ask yourself the hard questions, you know, If you really want to know more and you want to, as the birthing woman, to be able to really just be in your experience as this mammal and not be accessing your mental intellectual brain for information, then you should hire someone. And I think that's one of the best reasons to work with a midwife that you really click with because she gets to be the midwife, which means she's using her intellectual brain and other things, of course, um, and you you as the birthing woman just get to be a mammal. You know, why? Why would you want to be in your, um, you know, what is it? Not limbic, the opposite of limbic, right? You should be in your limbic brain. You should not be in your like scientific brain during birth if you want the best outcome. We know, we know this is true. (sighs) And I don't wish that on anyone. Um, You know, a lot of my births, my brain totally sort of got in the way. And they were still great and beautiful, but there's that element you can't subtract once you have it. So whether you have it to a large degree, the intellectual knowing, or even a small degree, it's hard to take back. So that's been kind of my spiel on free birth for a long time. Um, To me, it seems pretty obvious that there are two ways that can look you know, which is a just trust your intuition and focus on your body and your connection and just hope for the best and it'll probably be fine. Or B, if you are interested in learning and all of that, hire someone to support you and guide you so that you don't have to fall back on that more than you want to. Um, It's a really stressful place to be. And again, so many situations I could tell you where women go there and they start analyzing their labor and they're all alone and they have no idea what to do. And, you know, usually um, they're people we've never met and maybe people we don't even know virtually, right? They might just get in touch somehow or, or maybe it's in a recounting of a free birth story. And it's like, yeah, would have been totally helpful for a midwife to help you um, figure out how open your cervix was or what station your baby was at or, you know, listen to heart tones. All of these things are, you know, it's not the only thing midwives do, obviously, 
but it's not being a doula, right? It's the, it's more than that. So these are the things that midwives do. And of course that doctors do, and there really is a place for them for women that want it. And, you know, again, if you're going into a labor thinking, how am I going to know if my baby's okay? Um, I don't feel that connected all of the time. Or maybe you've never had a baby and you're like, I don't know if I'm going to feel the baby moving during labor. Um, I feel like I might want to know what the heart rate is or have someone there to help interpret that even better. Then it's a great reason to not choose a free birth. Other complications, um, so many stories I could tell you about afterbirth stuff with free births. The most um, recent and I think the most popular being the placenta is not out. And it's one hour, it's two hours, sometimes it's 12 hours, sometimes it's 24 hours. And you know, sometimes there's a problem and someone's bleeding. And the other times, there's not a problem. It's just the information and experience isn't there. And so, you know, sometimes we help as we can, other times um, we're not able to. And in the end, it's like, well, uh, if you had had a midwife, maybe that would have been smoother for you. And now maybe you wouldn't have trauma around your placenta birth and, you know, whatever. So I don't know. It's it's a funny thing in a way because, again, people have their path. And I do believe that is all perfect. But it's hard to hear these stories, I guess, and not just want better for women, you know, want people to have more powerful birth experiences and really fighting this myth, fighting this somewhat new myth that it can only be powerful and autonomous if you're alone, which of course is not true at all. So other weird things that come up after birth, um, just bleeding in general. So very few women know what normal bleeding is unless they've had babies before. And even then, sometimes there are variations on that. Uh, You know, just the other day, someone contacted me and it's always like, oh, a friend, a friend had a free birth and they're bleeding this amount at this many days postpartum. And it's like, no, that's not normal, probably, uh, from what you've shared. I mean, I could take a whole two hour history, which I'm not going to do because I wasn't asked. But no, I would not say that's normal. And I would seek medical help immediately. So why? Why don't these women enlist the support of someone rather than crowdsourcing, you know, and asking friends of friends? Um, And so many of those you know, it's like a game of telephone. Like, are you even going to get accurate information by the end of it? Do you really want to crowdsource during your labor? I mean, maybe you do, but I think there are a lot of women that don't. They're really not comfortable with that. And if something goes wrong, and this is a whole other podcast, um, if the baby doesn't make it. Now, on one hand, babies don't always live. Um, But then, you know, there's a lot of like shame and confusion around sharing that, um, you know, in lots of cases, whether it's a free birth or even with midwives, because it's like, oh, you know, I should have done better. I should have known better. And sometimes that may be true. And sometimes that's not true at all. Sometimes there's nothing we could have done at all. But you don't even have somebody to revisit it with, you know, and women are shouldering that kind of stuff all alone. Um, And they have no idea, like no idea what happened at all. And again, sometimes we have no idea what happens. So I think that's about it. I think those are the most prominent reasons in my brain right now. And with the short amount of time here that's left, sharing with you reasons why you could consider hiring a midwife that really serves the family that wants to um, 
see you fully autonomous and in charge of your pregnancy and birth without taking away from that experience um, while also supporting you. And again, we're not there to save people. So I guess that's the funny sort of juxtaposition of this whole topic is, you know, if you're hiring someone to kind of like do the work for you, then that's not the best use of any kind of provider, care provider either. Um, It's this balance between knowing your own power and being humble enough to reach out for support and ask for it. So not even asking directly from another human, although that's great, especially if you feel like you have one in your area, but just asking the universe. That's what I do. Just putting it out there. Hey, I don't know how this will happen. I mean, it was a lot like this house and journey for us. Uh, I don't know what the solution is. I just know that this is what I want. And I welcome the signs and I am grateful for all of the resources I already have. And I know that this will work out perfectly for me. On that note, I'm going to sign off. Um, Midwife Mondays are back on YouTube. I'm starting up again tomorrow, August 2nd. So please join me any Monday, any Monday you're available on YouTube. Go to our YouTube channel or indiebirth.org forward slash live because this is a YouTube live and the time currently is 3 p.m. Eastern. So I will see people there tomorrow and on whatever Mondays you choose to show up, should you choose to show up. And we talk about all kinds of things like this, all kinds of midwifery topics in particular, and just kind of see where it goes. All right, everybody have a beautiful week.